October 27th. Now, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. And uh, during the reading of this chapter, we'll learn about living. Whether we are young or old, married or single, we are all needed in the local church, and God has a job for us to do. One test of spiritual fellowship is its ability to accept and minister to a variety of people. How we live either blasphemes the word or beautifies, and those who minister should set the example. We will learn about learning. God's grace not only saves us, but also teaches us how to live the Christian life. Those who use God's grace as an excuse for sin have never experienced its saving power. The same grace that redeems us also renews us so that we want to obey His Word. And then we'll learn about looking. What starts with grace will lead to glory. The return of Jesus Christ for His people is more than a blessed hope. It is a joyful hope. It's a unifying hope and a living hope. And it's a stabilizing hope. It's also a purifying hope. G. Campbell Morgan wrote, I never begin my work in the morning without thinking that perhaps he may interrupt my work and begin his own. I'm not looking for death. I'm looking for him. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 27th. Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. But as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects right teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have strong faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that is appropriate for someone serving the Lord. They must not go around speaking evil of others and must not be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to take care of their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely in all they do and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good deeds of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Let your teaching be so correct that it can't be criticized. Then those who want to argue will be ashamed, because they won't have anything bad to say about us. Slaves must obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back. Or steal, but they must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with self-control, right conduct, and devotion to God, while we look forward to that wonderful event when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us His very own people, totally committed to doing what is right. You must teach these things and encourage your people to do them. 
correcting them when necessary. You have the authority to do this, so don't let anyone ignore you or disregard what you say. Aggressively fight. Say it again. Aggressively fight. Aggressively fight. Say it again. Aggressively fight. Here's what God is tired of. God is tired of timid, weak back, jelly backbone Christians. We are not people that God has called us to sit back and let people walk over us and treat us like dirt. There comes a time that you've got to have some fortitude and some guts and some might and some power and you got to stand up and you got to learn how to aggressively fight. Somebody say fight aggressively. Because here's the reality of the fact that anything worth having in life requires fighting for but let me tell you something if you're going to achieve and accomplish what God has for you to achieve and accomplish you are going to have to fight you you see too many people are just waiting for stuff to just be handed to them on a silver platter but for you to get where God wants you to get and to do what God has called you to do and to achieve the things that God has called for you to achieve you are going to have to fight and sometimes the odds can be against you saints and sometimes in life the odds are against you winning the odds are against you getting healed from the cancer the odds are against you getting married based on how old you are the odds are against you getting promoted but I like being in a situation when the odds are against me because when the odds are against you you are a candidate for God to step up on your side we serve a God that loves to be on the side of the underdog. He likes to be with people that other folks have counted out and says you can't do it. You'll never achieve it. You'll never be anything. God likes to help people who other folks have counted out. You don't be surprised when you got drama on every side. Drama at home. Drama on your job. Drama on your neighbors. Drama at church. Don't be surprised. Anticipate a fight. Don't mope. Don't cry. Don't complain expect a battle expect and anticipate don't be shocked or surprised as a matter of fact when they come up against you be prepared and instead of crying and moping and talking about somebody don't like me shut up stop just shut up stop complaining when they come up against you when everything is coming against you instead of crying get ready to fight say come on I was waiting for you I was ready get some aggressiveness in you get some determination in you get a made up mind and nobody gonna keep me from getting a job nobody gonna keep me from getting promoted nobody gonna keep me from saving my house nobody gonna keep me from sparing my children I'm gonna do what I need to do to be aggressive so I ask the thousands of you who are here and the millions of you who are listening around the world have you been knocked down I have a word from heaven today get up have you been knocked down by a bitter divorce have you been knocked down by the betrayal of a dear friend? Have you been knocked down by the death of someone that you love dearly? Have you been knocked down by fighting a deadly disease? Have you been knocked down by a financial crisis? Have you been knocked down by a business reversal that you couldn't stop? Have you been knocked down by a sudden tragedy that struck your family out of the blue like lightning out of heaven? The message from heaven is get up, get up, give up, get up, never give up. Dust yourself off and get back in the race. Falling down does not make you a failure. Staying down makes you a failure. Listen to this and write it down if you can't remember it.
You're never going to outgrow warfare. You simply must learn to fight. I hear people saying to me all the time, oh, when is it going to get easier? When you die. He's holy and he is high. Therefore, give God the honor that's due him. We'll learn to fear him as we read this psalm. The greatness of God makes the earth shake, and it should make the people tremble. Even the demons tremble when they think of God. It's frightening to hear how carelessly many people speak about God or to God. It's even more frightening to see how carelessly people live, as though God will never require an accounting from them. Next, we'll learn about exalting Him. The Lord is exalted in strength, righteousness, and holiness. One way to exalt Him is by your worship. But you must back that up by a consistent walk. Christ should be magnified in your body so that the lost around you may realize how great He is. And we'll learn to call on Him. Three great men of prayer are mentioned to encourage you in your praying. They were not perfect, but they heard God's word, obeyed it, and God answered when they called. The word of God and prayer must always go together, and so must prayer and obedience. Psalm 99, verses 1 through 9. The Lord is King. Let the nations tremble. He sits on His throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, supreme above all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy. Mighty God, lover of justice, you have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before His feet for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud, and they followed the decrees and principles he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God, but you punished them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at His holy mountain in Jerusalem. For the Lord our God is holy. Proverbs 26, verse 17. Yanking a dog's ears is as foolish as interfering in someone else's argument. Good morning, everyone. This is Mike Wells. I would like to welcome all the new guys who are accepted into the refuge on Monday. If you have any questions, concerns, issues, problems, um, anything on your heart, feedback, opinions, you can uh, talk to any of us who is in leadership, and I'm sure you can talk to um, the guys around you, the house leaders, and we'd be glad to uh, help you in any way that we can. So, um, we are here for you to uh, care, lead, and teach, and uh, make sure that you know that uh, each one of us are going to walk beside you through this whole process. So congratulations on being accepted into the refuge, and welcome. God bless you all.